Welcome to Living in the Overflow. I'm your host, Jameer Waters. We're joined by two incredible guests that I will get to in just a second. But I just want to thank you to, for tuning in to the first part of our series, Holy and Humble, where we're bringing uh, practicality back to vulnerability. Because if we as a church don't unlock vulnerability, we're missing some key elements of what God has for our potential. And I, I'm, I'm already starting to preach by saying this, but we're not going to see as many people saved if we're not vulnerable enough. We're not going to see as many people delivered is if we were vulnerable with them. If we keep up this guard of our Sunday best, then we're not showing them that God can be the best at your worst. That was so good. Because so many people are used to having God at their best moment, but he's also the God of your worst moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's really good. And I'm actually put uh, put in mind when you say it like that of what I was, t- what I was saying last week when we got together. Mm-hmm about how it's so easy to love God when you're in the comfort of your home in the air conditioner. But when you're out in the street, you're evangelizing, you're trying to feed the hungry that are out there, maybe not necessarily looking for you, right? It's, uh, it's, uh, it's, not, it's not as easy as it is, but he's still the same God in that situation, and the faith there um, is what will play a part in that, you know, having, having faith. God loves you enough where you are to meet you where you are, yeah. but he loves you enough to lift you to who you are in him. And I think that we've lost that sincerity of, yes, I, I, do, not, I do not agree with your sinful lifestyle. I do, and neither does God agree with your sinful lifestyle. But he loves you enough that he'll get down to your... Did Jesus look at the woman who was uh, in front of uh, all the men who were about to cast the stones did he look above her no he got down to her level mm. on the ground in the dirt where no one else wanted to be and he got so low i can just see him kneeling down get getting dust and debris on his clothes it changing his garment collar him getting his knees settled in the dirt and making direct eye contact with you i need you to be open enough to understand that God loves you when you're covered in the dirt. That's good. That's so good. And you guys never forget that it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to let people know what you did wrong because it teaches other people on how to go. It'll help the next person. You know, God loves you when you're doing good. He loves you when you're doing bad. And everything that happens, happens for a reason. So don't be afraid to mention what you do wrong. Don't be afraid to put it on the forefront like, hey, this is what I struggle with. This is what I need help with, you know, because a lot of people can learn from that. And you going to God with your vulnerability, he will give you answers. He will give you the answers that you're looking for. He will give you the confidence and everything you're looking for if you just... Learn to know that it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to let it out, let it go, be you. Let's uh, let's circle back around to um, vulnerability. I'm going to get the Merriam-Webster definition of vulnerability. Vulnerability means a state of being exposed, possibly being attacked or harmed, either physically or or emotionally. Let me stop and say, 
the main reason, and I think everybody will agree with me in saying this, is the reason why people aren't vulnerable is because they've shared their vulnerability and it's been tarnished. Hmm. People yeah. have attacked vulnerability. Yeah, right. And if we keep on attacking vulnerability and not honoring people's vulnerability, then we'll never get anywhere in the body of Christ because people are trying to recover from wounds that we caused. That's good. Well, and you know in Revelation what it says, they didn't just overcome with the blood of the Lamb. The word of the testimony. The word of the testimony. And so many people are scared to be vulnerable because if they are, you got a lot of people saying, judge no more, saying that they're going to go to hell for yeah. doing certain things and this and that. And it all, a place, a place of love, a place where God is should be comfortable enough to be vulnerable. You should be able to, we should be able to talk about what we, we struggle with and, and, and still learn from that and grow, you know? I th- you know what my favorite scripture about vulnerability is? Jesus, this is back in Exodus, and Moses is encountering God in this crazy bush, and the bush is not being consumed, and he doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know to go closer or to step back or to leave or what to say or what to speak. But God says one thing that people don't realize. When he was uh, speaking to Moses in the burning bush, They were in the desert. So there were lots of different things that could have hurt Moses. There could have been scorpions. There could have been lizards. There could have been snakes. There could have been thorn bushes or just pokey things. But Jesus, God takes it a step farther in the scripture. And he doesn't tell him that it's going to be okay or just follow my word. He says, take off your sandals. What does God do? When you're faced with a situation that you don't understand, he immediately asks Moses to get vulnerable because you can't sense what God is doing if you have your guard up. Oh, that's good. If you have your guard up, you can't see. I know some of you have been listening to these messages and you're being convicted, but you cannot go into a deeper connection with God if you still have this guard up because a guard also prevents you from feeling what God is trying to show you. So Moses takes off his sandals and I can just see him having to dodge and avoid different areas in the dirt. He's exposing one of the most vulnerable parts. I've, I don't see people walking around barefoot. Yeah, ever. <laughs> it's up the but, beach. but Jesus gets to this level. God gets to this level and he says, I want you to show... Some people are insecure about their feet. Some people some people don't like the way their feet look. Some people don't like to be exposed in that way. And Jesus says, I want to expose what you don't like. I, I want to expose what makes you uncomfortable. Because that is what causes him to be vulnerable enough. to. I don't think he would have had the... This, is, this might get some religious people upset. But I don't think Moses would have had this big crescendo moment with Jesus, if, if with God, if God didn't instruct him to take off his sandals because he wasn't vulnerable with God. And God was vulnerable enough. God had never got that vulnerable with humanity to, to come and be like, Here, here's what you're going to do through me. And, and God is vulnerable enough to meet you where you are. That's what he said at the burning bush. Here 
I am. That was the first thing Moses said to God. And I think that's the first step in vulnerability. You need to identify where you are. It's not where you're going. This is so good. It's not where you're going to be, but it is where you are. It's not where you're going to be. It's where you're going to be. So in this phase, I'm, you might have to be vulnerable enough to say, yeah, I struggle with pornography. Yeah, I might need to put up my phone past a certain hour. I might need to do these certain steps of practicality to spirituality to get what God wants from me. And it might be uncomfortable. Right. Be real with yourself. Be real with yourself. Open up. Because like I said, it will help the next person. It will also help you. It will grow a deeper connection with the Lord. You're being honest with yourself. You're not hiding things away. You're not tucking them in the back seat. You're putting everything out there in the forefront. And learn how to, the more you do that, learn, God will teach you how to be comfortable and being vulnerable he will train you enough to become vulnerable and be comfortable with doing it so understand that being living in truth speaking in truth and being vulnerable is very important and i think the most important scripture i can give you guys for this is when i think of vulnerability I think of exposing what was in the dark, because mm-hmm. we have as this we have this tendency of humanity, and humanity, from Adam, to when something goes south, remove God from the equation. So what I mean by that is, I I think the story would have panned out differently, and this and this might disagree with some people theologically. I think if when Adam was at that moment with God and they ate of the forbidden fruit, I think if in that moment he would have immediately went to God and said, God, I messed up. Dad, Dad, been vulnerable enough with his father to show what he did wrong, I think it it would be a completely different story. Sure, yeah. Because, but what does humanity do in the face of sin? It runs. Mm -hmm. And you have to rewrite your natural programming to overcome this. It's not human's natural proclivity to do what God says over what your flesh says. And your flesh says, to, in the face of sin, hide it from God. But Scripture says this very important thing I want to capitalize on real quick. Scripture says that uh, what is done in the dark will be revealed in the light. Mm-hmm. And how many things have you done in the dark once it's revealed in the light won't benefit you? Mm. How, how, ma- how many times, well, but, but let me take it a step farther, and this is going to free somebody, and this is going to be a motivation for you. What if the things that were done in the dark were beneficial? What if, what if you're, uh, you're praying at night for your spouse every night uh, when, when you're 14 years old? What if that shows up some beautiful full thing in your marriage 20 years from down the road? What, what, if you stay, what if you stay an extra 20 minutes after church? to learn how to run the cameras, and nobody sees it, but you're just slightly better than the other people because you put that extra thing in. You need to learn how to live without secrets in the dark. That's good. So many people are so keen to secrets, and God has has virtually hidden nothing from us 
He's given us the whole revelation of his word. He's given us the promise of heaven. He's given us dominion over the earth. The dominion. Way, the way, the truth, and the life. And if we unlock vulnerability, I think when we unlock who you truly are, we can really set you free to who you can become. And I, and I want to make a point to that, too, is I think the world in general is so caught up on um, chasing like an alter ego to themselves. Um, I think that uh, I think that we even keep secrets from ourselves at times, you know, uh, which I know is kind of crazy to say, right? But if we were to unlock the vulnerability with even ourselves, and expose that and be truthful with ourselves, um, it kind of puts the alter ego away because a lot of people are chasing someone that they see, whether it's on you know social media or the TV or something, and they think that that's got to be them. So they, they cover things up that they feel ashamed about and pretend to be like that right. opposed to being themselves. And when you unlock that vulnerability piece... Um, it, it kind of puts that alter ego in its shallow grave. Right. Right. See, so. guys, let me tell you something. Let me explain something to you. When you... Preach it, brother. Go ahead. Preach I'm... it, brother. Go yeah. ahead. <laughs> say it. No, say it vulnerable. Say it vulnerable. Okay, I want you guys to understand. God knows you. He knew you before you were in your mother's womb. Amen. He knows what your struggles are. He knows what you're good at. He knows what gifts you have. He knows everything about you all the way up until your death. He knows what is destined. So don't be scared to be yourself. Don't be scared to be vulnerable because God knows you. You understand what I'm saying? Be yourself. Always put God first, but be yourself. Let God change you. Don't don't be afraid to tell the world or show the world of who you are because you might not be at your perfect moment right now. You might not be at your highest calling or you might not be at that level that you want to be at. But God has you in a place where he, perfect place. It might not be where you want to be, but you're in a perfect place. Learn how to live in that. Learn how to just let go. You might not be perfect over here and you don't want the world to see, but don't hide it because, you know, sin like sin will make you hide from God. You will you you will you will you will That's do so something good. so wrong. You will do something wrong and you might you might you, you you're not even going to want to go back to God. You're not going to want to pray. You're not going to want want to watch nothing spiritual because you just committed this sin. In the back of your head, you're like, "Man, I just committed this sin. I can't go to God right now. I'm so trashy." But see, sin pushes you away from God. But you got You can't allow sin to push you away from God. We all sin. So when you fall short, go to God. Run to God. You you mm -hmm. just did something you're not supposed to. Father God, forgive me. Like I, I'm sorry. Like Father God, help me with this. Don't run from Him because sin will make you do that. And I tie that in with the vulnerability thing is because if you mess up, don't be afraid to say you mess up. Don't be, be afraid humble. to be humble. Be humble enough. Be humble because God has your back. The, yeah. Don't And don't seek validation from nobody. Don't seek validation from no man. You know, always understand that God loves you. God loves how men or humans don't love. 
God has a different type of love, everlasting love. He understands. He knows you. So understand that. Be yourself. Don't be, don't be scared to tell somebody, hey, yeah, I'm not perfect over here in this area. Because Jesus knows your heart. He knows if you truly love him, even though you're not perfect. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah. I think the key thing that people need to unlock with vulnerability in this moment is that we need to learn how to be vulnerable enough to share our wounds, to put our wounds in the light. And, and, this, and this goes down to the scientific level. A wound doesn't heal properly enough if it's not in the light. Mm-hmm. A wound doesn't heal properly if it's in the light. If it's not in the light, your wound won't recover. I'm, I'm so sorry, but no matter, this really is going to hurt. I'm so sorry. Some of you, you're, you're not going to get over your childhood trauma by just going through a 12-step program. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to do something, you're, try, you're trying to go elementary with something that needs a master's in deliverance. You're trying, you're trying to uh, remove God from a process that you cannot have healing without God. I need to tell you that. Like to the realest extent of what healing is, because God's the creator of the universe and everything goes through him, you cannot heal properly without putting God in the equation. And maybe that's why your, your, your life is literally falling apart at the seams. Because you're removing God from an equation that he was never supposed to be even, even separable from. And you're ripping apart what God put together. God put together man and God, a connection between each other, so that way we would have a vulnerability. And the reason why people are so distant from God is because we're trying to rip apart what he's been trying to put back together. And that's what happens in vulnerability. Yes, you might have to, you might have to come to terms with your pornography addiction. Yes, you might have to come to terms with yes, I deal with alcohol. Yes, I yes I, yes you deal with pornography. Yes, you deal with lust or these these lot. Some of you are really bad liars. So, some some people I, I'll, I'll be vulnerable enough. Some of you some of you create this false fantasy in your mind and make up these lies to it, that way people would love and accept you more and more. I'm sorry, but if you're doing this thing right, people are not going to accept you. Mm-hmm. Yep. People are not going to like you. And if you come to terms with that, I'm setting you free by knowing vulnerability will take you to your next window and your next door. And I needed, I need you to know that no matter how hard you wrestle, because you might wrestle with this, and we'll, we, we forget that there's people in the Bible who, when God gave them their assignment, it wasn't always, yes, Lord. It wasn't immediately. I'll be the first to say, God might have to tell me five or six times before I actually do it. And if we're vulnerable enough with ourselves, we need to offer God this moment of just being in the light and, and detaching ourselves from darkness. And I'm not saying this to limit you. I'm, I'm saying this to unlock your potential. Do you think scrolling on secular TikTok for three hours is really benefiting your spiritual life? I'm saying some really uncomfortable things, but that need it's to be real. said. Yeah. Why, why are we entertaining what we should be crucifying? Why, why, why do you... Why, I, know, I know you go to the website and you don't watch, but why are you on the website? Why, why, are, you, why are you on your phone past the screen time you set? Why, why, 
why are you in a in a room by yourself when you know you have vulnerabilities? And see, I truly believe that God, we're literally here. We're made to worship God, praise God. We were made by God. Yeah. Everything that we do has to involve God, has to involve Jesus, because that's the only thing that can hold us together. From wanting to watch porn, from wanting to smoke, from wanting to go have sex with any girl, lustful thinking, anything. The more time you give to God, the more time you 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 keep your eye fixed on Jesus, it's harder for any of those things to come through. It's harder for sin to even come through because you're giving all your time and all your every ounce of your time. I believe every second of the day you should be giving it to God, whether you're going to work, whether you're in your car, whether you're in the shower, whether you about to just eat a meal, whether you about to play your video game, <laughs> like Everything has to involve God. Jesus has to be the forefront. Because if not, we get, we slip so easy into sin. And that's why God is who he is. And that's why he's so loving. Because he protects us from everything. If, all we, if, if we could just take that step and just focus on him. And turn to him instead of turning to the weed. Instead of turning to the porn to feel just a little bit of pleasure. Man, God is always there whether we feel him or not. He's always there, and you just we just gotta understand that, but, but understand that in them hard times you might not understand now, but Jesus said you will, you will one one day understand, and um, I guess like just don't be afraid to be vulnerable, man. Don't be afraid to keep God at your forefront. Don't be afraid of don't don't down yourself for sinning. Don't allow sin to stop you from moving forward or to going back to God. Because sin will do that to you. It will it will kill your spirit. Sin is, the wages of sin is death. Sin will kill your spirit. But understand Jesus is stronger than that. Jesus mm. is stronger than that mm -hmm. sin. And if you if you continue to stay in that light, he will develop, he will develop you. He always kept his promise. He will tell you the same thing he always has told you. And he, he has victory. He already won. And staying in that light with Jesus, I believe eventually one day we'll get it. We'll understand, you know, that Jesus was and is and always will be everything. Mm -hmm. And he is the answer. So, you know, um, why do you guys think that uh, it's, it's so hard for people to just keep their eyes fixed on Jesus? Why do you guys think? Why would they rather run to I think people get, in, myself included, right? Because, I mean, this is what we're talking about, being vulnerable, right? I think people get wrapped up in how good something might feel temporarily, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. uh, they fill up, they fill a bucket that's got a hole in it. Wow. You know? Um, so even though it presents itself as being full, you know, um, it really just empties it out right as soon as it's, it's done, right? Right. Um, and I think people get more focused on um, that feeling because of desire, right? Mm -hmm. Desire when it's it comes in. It's physical. Yeah. It's physical a lot of physical. Desire. See it. Um, right. It's you know when you when you get on this walk, it's there's a there's a huge spiritual element to it. Mm -hmm. If you're not uh, if you're not familiar with you know. I don't know how I want Go to put ahead this. Cook. Just cook. So here's the thing, right? And I and I respect your question, but 
think about this for a second. And I, and I actually read this online a long time ago when it comes to masturbation, right? Somebody had said, we're getting real vulnerable in here. Yeah, okay, let's get one. Yeah. Let's <laughs> okay. go. Somebody four, had church, four church members just tuned out of the <laughs> podcast right now. So if somebody was in the midst of sinning uh-huh. by watching pornography, but a relative walked in the room, they could stop like that. Uh-huh. They could stop just like that. Right? Uh-huh. So it is possible to stop. Right? It is possible to stop. I think that people get more wrapped up on how things feel to them physically than they do spiritually. Basically. Wow. But when you start experiencing how good things feel spiritually, it tends to overcome mm-hmm. that physical. I had people my whole life telling me that smoking is this is gonna sound crazy that smoking cigarettes wasn't a sin right smoking cigarettes wasn't a sin and i would smoke cigarettes and every cigarette i ever smoked i was like man this is this is i feel like i'm sinning i was like Mm -hmm. whole time i'm smoking you know and i got people that are going to church and everything smoking with me saying that you know hey but they would justify it Mm -hmm. justify what because of how it felt because of how it felt Mm -hmm. but there is a spiritual element to smoking even cigarettes. No. <laughs> There's a very spiritual then and, and the chains the chains never fell off of me with certain things until I started leaning on Jesus always. Mm-hmm. Right? The more that I fixed my eyes on Jesus, the more the things started falling off of me. Mm. And, and I want you guys some you guys to understand that just because you sin or you mess up, that, that, that does not mean you're going to go to hell, okay? It does not mean you're going to go to hell. What's, what's going to send you to hell is not giving your life to Jesus. Yes. Because once you give your heart and your life to Jesus, no, that doesn't mean your life will be perfect. It's, nor does it mean that you, be, you become God. No. Mm-hmm. What, what it means is your life becomes easier and less stressful because you have a God who loves you and a God who will walk with you and be that strength in your weakness. And he wants it. Mm -hmm. He wants those burdens from you. Right. It's not something that it's like he's, he's just here with a whip to whip you. He wants those burdens from you. He wants them placed on him. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm about to, I'm about to say something, bro. Are y'all even ready? I'm ready. (laughs) Are y'all even ready? I think the problem is, okay, just I'm building a house. I'm building a house. We become what we behold. We become what be, we behold. That's the foundation. Now let me add to that. If we become what be, we behold, what are we beholding? And in turn, what makes us what we're becoming? If you're, behold, if you're beholding pornography, why do you think it's so hard to exit pornography? It's because you're becoming what you've been beholding. Mm-hmm. That's so good. That's so good. Some of you are still are still de- are still depressed because you become what you behold, because you're a, you're you're in the company of people who battle this. Why are you hanging out with people who are, are depressed? Why are you you are becoming what? Who are you? Who have you become? I'm not saying this as a negative as a negative thing to shame on you. I'm saying this so we can evaluate 
where you are because this is all about changing you. We're all on our spiritual journey, but this is to encourage and edify you. Yeah. And, I'm, and I've come here to say, who have you become? What have you let into your ear gate, your eye gate? Scripture says this one thing, and I love it. If the eye is filled with darkness, the whole body is filled with darkness. If your eye is filled with light, your whole body is filled with light. What if a week, for for just seven days, all you say? I'm not I'm not trying to trying to convince you to be Christ, uh, Christian per se. I'm trying to see if you'd make these practical changes to unlock potential in your life, and then Jesus will do the conviction all by Himself. Yeah. Let me tell you this: What would your life look like if for seven days you cut out all these secular things that bring you down? What, what would your life look like instead of going to darkness, go to light? What would your life look like instead of scroll, scroll? What if we, what if, oh, because I might convict too many people when I say this. What if, what if we, we, this week, I vow to do this. What if we exchanged our phone time for Bible time? Mm-hmm. That's good. What would happen? What would happen if a whole church did that? What would happen if a whole state, city, country would do that? I, I, I said this in the first episode of this year. If a whole city, uh, if a whole church was obedient, a city would be one to the Lord. If a whole city was obedient to the Lord, an entire state would be one to the Lord. If an entire state was obedient to the Lord, a country, and so on and so forth. So what do you have control over? What do you have influence over that you're, you're dictating what people, you don't know how many people are looking at you. You don't know how many people at, at, a, at a deeper level, I'm secure for most of the people listening. I am almost secure about the majority of people's salvation on this podcast. But here's the thing. I'm not sure about your neighbor. That's so heavy. Yeah, I get that you go to church on Sunday morning, and it's so it's so easy to love Jesus within the four walls of a church. But what about your neighbor who beats his wife? Yeah, I'm sorry, somebody had to say it. Mm-hmm. What What about the person you sit with at school who you see cut marks on? Are you a light enough that it exposes a darkness that has to flee? We do not have a darkness problem. Because darkness is wherever light is absent. We have a light problem. We have people who are putting a basket over what God gave them. Mm. And they're choosing to cover up what God gave them. Right. Mm. And the longer you do that, I'm here to say this This is going to, ooh. The longer you do that, this is going to hurt so many people and offend so many people. The longer you choose to act in darkness in front of people who are also in darkness, more people will go to right. hell. Yep, more people will go to hell the longer you sit in darkness. And another thing I want to speak on is this. Jesus says, guard your heart. Guard your eye. Guard your ear. Guard what you allow to go in your heart or or allow your eyes to see. Guard that. Because if not, whatever you pull in, whatever you pull in, that's who you will become. That's mm-hmm. who you will become. If you're always watching porn, of course you're always going to look at women lustfully. If you're always 
listen to secular music or music that ain't good. You're always going to jam to that and cuss in the song and, 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 and you're just going to pick up on what you bring in. And God said, I, I believe, and I don't know the, the scripture to the T, but it's the, the verse to the T, but it's like, whatever man who whatever a man thinks he is in his heart that's mm -hmm. who he is you are that's what you who eat. You, you know what i'm saying you are so what if you in, eat, in, in your heart if if you got all this greed and all this nasty and all this sin in your heart and in your body that's who you will become but if we, now now imagine this the same time we give to a video game like like jay was saying the same time we give to to our phones or if we reverse that and give our time to God and give it to things that are matter, godly, things that, that actually matter, matter, then that's who you will become. That is who, that that is the God focus. in you. You know what I'm saying? That that's who God sees. There are so many things after our focus that you need to realign attention. your focus to. Yeah. And I believe that a lot of things in this world is meant to destroy you. Everything in this world is is gonna pass away and die off. The only true thing that I've ever found or ever discovered in this world was Jesus. And he so happens to not be physical. And not, I, he means the most, you know? <laughs> People believe more in physical than they do not physical. And, yeah. But it's like Jesus is in this world. He's not physically here, but he's here. And mm, we can feel it. That's good. He's, you know what I'm saying? So guard your heart, guys. Guard your heart. Be careful what you put in well, it. They, they That's say everything real. physical is what? 99% hollow anyway? Mm -hmm. Yep. That means that the unreal is actually, or the unseen rather, is, is more real, real than, than what you can mm -hmm. That was deep. deep right? That yeah. was That's so deep. deep. Oh my That's gosh. Deep. Yeah. So I think, I think that the reality we need to come to terms with is some of you are not who you want to be. And if we unlock that, we're set, I'm setting something up. Let me cook for a second. If you really look at yourself right this moment, I just want you to close your eyes and evaluate where you are. I say, I say it this way when I go and minister places. I say if you were to close your eyes and to hold a basket in front of your hand and imagine the fruit of your life in that basket, would you offer Jesus your moldy fruit? And some of you... I don't care if you've been a deacon in the church for 20 years. Some of you have some moldy fruit in your basket. Some of you have things that you need to change. Yeah, I, I get I get that you only gamble on Saturdays. I, I get that pornography only happens on Wednesday afternoons when I can't make it to church service. I get that. But when you set parameters on your life of what God can do in your life, you're unlocking something that you... You don't even understand. So today, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna set a challenge up for you. This is how we're gonna close out this episode. I want you to evaluate where you are. What is your Moses moment? Here I am. What is your name? What have you called yourself? What have you become? And some of you, you really don't like the image you've become. And I've reminded you before, it's not God's fault. And the moment we start blaming the devil for what he did and not blaming God for what he did, that would be something because we'd unlock the true enemy. And I need you to really, I need you to be ticked off on what the enemy has taken from you. Because unless you're ticked off about how many, year, 
How many more, how many years of ministry could you have had if you were listening in? How many, how many moments could you have been in God's presence when, when you were doing something negative? How many moments could God have been aligned with you and listened to you enough? Just, just sit with that for a second. What could have been done? What could have been done if you were serving God longer than you've been serving God? What, we're, not, what? we're not really called to be infantry. We're supposed to be special operations for the mm-hmm. Lord. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to be spec ops. Yeah. You know, we're not supposed to just be infantry guys that are out, you know, on the front lines like that. We're supposed to be spiritual snipers. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to be out there seeing it before it comes, mm-hmm. you know, and, and making the plans and adjusting that, you know, not necessarily just on the forefront, just out in the battlefield, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and make no mistake about it. We're on a battlefield. And I heard a, a wise man say one time, you might not know what game is being played, but you are on the board and your moves do matter. Wow. You might mm-hmm. not know what game's being played, but you are on the board and your moves matter. What if your next decision was your most important decision? Some some of you, I'm, I'm going to confront you with the reality of a truth that uh, s- some people haven't confronted you with. And it's gonna. Some of you might think it's crazy that I might go to this extreme. Some of you, you might never have the opportunity to listen to another podcast. Some of you might not even have the opportunity to drive to work tomorrow. I'm saying you're trying to gamble with eternity with temporal things, and the longer we do that, the longer we wrestle. So I, I just, I just open us up to wrestle in a positive way. Let's wrestle back to give us get the identity that God has given us. So today I'm just going to invite you to just like just like Jacob wrestled with his identity. I know some of you haven't always counted yourself worthy and you've called yourself unworthy and you've called yourself less than and you've called yourself not enough and you've called yourself not pretty enough. But would you just align what God says about you? That you are the head and not the tail. You are above and not beneath. And would you be confident in that reality to take back your identity? I'm going to leave you guys with one scripture and then we'll both pray and we'll close this out. Jesus said, uh, it says this one verse in Genesis. Jacob is wrestling with God. And he says one thing that's really stuck with me. I'm not leaving here until you bless me. Are you to that point in your life to where you'll look at God in the face spiritually and say, God, I'm not leaving here until something changes. Mm-hmm. Put your foot down. Put your foot down enough to say enough is enough of what I've been doing and I'm setting myself free to what I can become. Are you willing to surrender to God? Because God's tired of halfway surrender. And are you crazy enough to believe what God has told you? (laughs) Are you crazy enough to believe that? And are you crazy enough to go out there and live it? Are you crazy enough to think that all your family can go to church? I'm going to get somebody excited. Are you crazy enough to believe that all your family members could go to heaven? Because of the faith. 
and the choice that you decided to make, and that was giving your life to Jesus. Are you crazy enough to believe that your entire your entire basketball team can win, can be one to Jesus? Mm. Are you crazy enough to think that you you can be an influencer for God? Are you are you crazy enough to think that you, you I I don't need living in the overflow podcast. Let me be on somebody else's podcast. Are you crazy enough to step out on what vision God has given you, not just me? Enough to where yeah, my dad might my dad some of your dads might be alcoholics, but are you crazy enough to believe that God is just going to deliver him from the prayer you're about to say? Are you crazy enough to think that from the decisions you make from this moment forward, knowing the authenticity of vulnerability, that you'd make decisions that would change generations to come. You know what? I'm going to stop having one night stands. Are you that vulnerable? Are you that vulnerable enough? They're like, oh, I'm going to wait till marriage. Oh, I'm going to start being pure again. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to start watching what I say. I'm going to start speaking life into things that need to be speaking life to. And, and, Actually, I'm going to start speaking death to the things of the devil because some of you are bringing things back out of the ground. We're so we're so good. It's so easy to bury things. But some of you are going uh, to the farther step of you're going to graves and you're digging up corpses that have been gone for months. Some of you are going back to I can literally I visually see you uh, like a person going to a cemetery and just how strange it would be for them to dig up a coffin. But that's what you do every time you run back to sin. Wow. Is you're just grabbing your hands into the dirt and grabbing onto flesh that hasn't had life in it. And I'm here to tell you, what you are living is dead. But God is offering you an alternative that is alive. So I just want to pray, and I just want to let you chew on all that for a minute. And let me say this before we close out. Guys, God loves you no matter what, okay? God will always love you no matter what. Everything in this world that is not of Jesus will destroy you. It is meant to kill you. Everything is meant to kill you if you allow it. But see, if you, you, you guys got to understand, like I still struggle with sin. We all do. We all fall short. Amen. I, I'll be lying to y'all if I said I'm perfect. Because I'm not. I'm far from it. And there's times where I'm wrong. But one thing I am right about, and I know in my spirit, in my spirit, and I know in my brothers over here in Christ's spirit, they can feel it too, that Jesus is the answer to everything. And even though I don't get it right sometimes, and I'm human, and I still, I still don't understand some things, and I still run to things I shouldn't. My soul knows, truly knows, that Jesus is everything. Mm. And it, it, and it's, t- man, it's take, it's, it's taking, it's, it might take us, take some of us longer than others to, to get further in Christ. And but we're all meant to go mm. back to Jesus. We're all meant to follow Jesus. And guys, if you want to heal from anything in this world that you struggle with, down to anxiety, depression, whether it's down to you can't handle having one arm or one leg, like whatever it is, God can fill you with so much joy and peace through through it all. And guys, Jesus is the answer. 
You want to become better, fight through these problems, fight through sin, get to your purpose, keep your eye on Jesus. Keep telling yourself Jesus every single day. When that devil walks up on you, gets up on you in your ear, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. When you're thinking about porn, Jesus, Jesus. Put on, put on YouTube a, 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 a video of Jesus. Learn about Jesus. Open up your word. Watch the chosen, the movie. Just put on the music that is talking about Jesus. Run to Jesus. Run to Jesus. And, and when I speak to you guys, I'm speaking to myself. Mm. And that's why I love to have conversations like these. Godly conversations. Um, God, stay strong. I love you guys. As I... As I close this out, I I just feel like this is such a homecoming moment. So many, so many people are coming home. I'm not I'm not uh, making this mandatory for everybody, but I'm just saying that I'm I'm here to say to some people who really have battled with this, welcome home to Jesus. Stop running, Jesus. And, and for some people, I'm gonna make it this simple. Jesus said to the, didn't say to the uh, woman at the well, he didn't say, now get down on your hands and knees and I want you to say this 15 uh, minute prayer with me and then I want you to go to the synagogue across the street and I want you to get baptized and go through this four step program. He said, go and sin no more. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to leave you with the same words that Jesus left you with Mm -hmm. as I pray. Go and sin no more. There doesn't have to be a complicated equation. Go and do what God called you to do, not what the devil wants you to do. Dear Holy Spirit, these are your children. Jesus, thank you for having this moment with us and encountering us. God, I ask that you would reveal your spirit in every way possible. Thank you for having this holy conversation with us and dwelling here, Holy Spirit. Let every moment shared here bring fruit to the kingdom of light and let us choose from this moment forward to live in God's perfect light. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.